Igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. How do you get your body to do what it does when everything in your body is screaming at you to stop? And I think we can really relate that back to everything in life. When your mind is telling you to stop, when your mind is telling you to give up on something, how do you overcome that with your will and, and show those guts to, to push on and to get further past it? You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, a good friend on for the last three or four years. He's a hockey nut. He's a marathon enthusiast. He's a proud Canadian and a father and athletic trainer, but not necessarily in that order. He is Phil Ice Lee. Phil. How are you this evening? I'm great, Box. I'm glad to be here with you, buddy. And if I say I was, uh, I were glad to be here, that would be the ultimate understatement. Phil, the grind. Um, you know, and I've known you the last for the last three or four years since since 16, and you've run marathons and spent entire seasons in the NHL, the MLB, and now in the prestigious Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Tell me this. How, how are the grinds of a hockey season, an NHL season, and the baseball season different? You know, um, it, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting grind. Um, with the hockey season, you spend a lot of time um, every day with the boys. You spend a lot of time at practice, but it's practice, and then you go home at night, and then uh, there's baseball. And when you get to baseball, you play games every single night. So the grind is different. Um, you got a lot of more ups with the whole baseball mentality. Uh, a lot of ups and downs with going out there every single night and grinding it out, playing it out every single night, game every night. You don't have that with hockey. Um, hockey's going to give you those practice days, those off days. Um, in the athletic training world, it's great because you have off days for guys to get healthy. In the baseball season, you know, everyone's just grinding it out and doing their thing so competitively it's not as intense but for you it's as intense because you're trying to get guys back correct but in Um, a competitive sense it's not correct um so i mean with baseball i don't have those days to get the guys back like i would with hockey Uh, i don't have those practice days those days off um baseball as i said you're playing every night you uh you show up you go to a place for three four days at a time and you play a game every night and uh hockey you play a game you go home and uh you're right back at it again a couple days later it's got to be tough because i i knowing you in your heart of hearts you were a hockey fan right? absolutely right um, i i would say that i grew up a much bigger hockey fan than i ever did a baseball fan mm-hmm. um but uh there's something about the game of baseball um that i've fallen in love with with the the whole atmosphere of playing every night, dealing with the grind, and uh, um, just the intricacies of the game, the, the strategy that you see every single night in a game. Right. And it, it, it makes you just fall in love with the game itself. It's that, it's that, uh, that, that downtime you have when, when things can turn at any, any moment. You can have an injury at any moment, but in those in-betweens when there's 
nothing happening, but there is oh, when sure. you're able to to watch the game. I mean, I, I sit there with our coaching staff, and um, I feel like the more I watch the game with them and really learn the ins and outs of the game, it just it brings a whole different side of the game that I never understood before. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you, you're you're a cultured guy. I mean, you 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 grew up in the in the country of Canada. You go off to Alaska uh, for college, and then since then, as I've known you, you've spent a lot of time um, since age eighteen in the, in the lower forty eight. Um, but there's there's so much more to you. Uh, tell me about in all of your walks of life, your most gratifying moment as a hockey player, uh, a marathoner. Or a trainer. What's in any of those three realms? Hockey, baseball, running. What has been to this point your most gratifying gratifying moment? You would think. You know, um, it's kind of weird when I really think about it. It. Uh, I, w- I would honestly say my most gratifying moment in all of that was actually when I finally graduated college, um, working in hockey. I didn't have my college degree yet. I, I was doing equipment side of things, and um, when that didn't pan out, I spent six years busting my butt trying to work full time and go to school full time and get my degree and finally finish up. And uh, the most gratifying moment is probably that that moment of graduating college and then having that first job in baseball and and realizing that you know what I'm getting back to what I love. I'm getting back to that whole pro sports side of things where I know what I wanted and I know that I finally worked my butt off to get there and I got it. I, I got it back. So getting to where you are currently currently are now, yeah. serving people, servant leadership as you, you Absolutely. Say. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the Atlantic League's not where my end goal is. It's not my end game. But uh, it's a great spot and I, I love the people I'm working with. Um, I love the environment I'm working in, and uh, it it truly is a gratifying, rewarding moment. Yeah. Running, running with that. What has been your most rewarding moment in your current post? So your current post is your the athletic trainer and traveling secretary for <laughs> us, the Somerset Patriots. What what has been? You know, you can name a couple. Your, your most gratifying been, moment here in Somerset. There's been a handful of them. Um, I mean, there's been those nights where you you basically doesn't seem like you've done a lot, but you've made such an impact on a player's career, a player's life by by changing the smallest little thing in his in his mobility or the way he moves to a night where you are popping a umpire's trachea back in and yes. he comes up to you the next day and gives you a huge hug and says thank you for saving my life that's as human as human can be and and we'll, we'll go back to it this is last year last, last year, year. Um, umpire sitting behind the plate uh, pitchers on board uh, throws a throws a fastball batter just gets a small tiny little piece of it foul tips it right back catcher misses it uh, hits an umpire directly in the trachea, and uh, the trachea is dislodged, and he's sitting on the field gasping for breath, and he's he's basically, he can't breathe, he can't do anything, and just instinct kicks in, and all of a sudden you move that trachea, and you pop it back into place, and he gets that big gasp of air, 
and and all of a sudden you go okay he can breathe and and it's that moment that you go wow that that was cool it scared the hell out of me but that was cool yeah i mean it's it's you're speaking to courage courage is 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 being afraid being scared but having the skills to to overcome and 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 winning anyway winning anyway And, and it's that moment where you're just reacting um I mean, obviously, you don't expect that. You're never trained how to do that. But you just know what to do based on everything else. And you just do it and pray it works. Yeah. And I think you're selling yourself short. I think you're responding in those situations. I think you responded based on the training and experience you had. And, and, and you saved you saved a man's life is what you did. Is what yeah. you did. It could have been anywhere, but you did it. You did it in front of 5,000 people. On on on, on, yeah. on 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 a, a night um, during a game, so we are saving lives with with Phil Ice Lee <laughs> here on episode forty six of the podcast. So speaking of that, I call you Phil Ice Lee. Could you share with our listeners the the ice story, the so, Phil Ice story? It, it's kind of funny. Uh, it came back to back when I was running in high school, and uh, you know we had those big meets where where it was you had to get things done and people used to just say you got ice running through the veins because you knew when you were called upon you were going to get that job done and uh it was actually really funny it was one of those meets where you had to get things done and my my last name is actually lee and for some reason the they must have done a really piss poor job writing my name on uh on the results sheet that night because uh, the next day in the paper it's showing the results of the race and it's uh, Phil Ice. Phil Ice. Phil Ice wins. So it. this is a this is a marathon or what? This is an 800 meter race. 800 meter yeah. race, and you you are Phil Ice, but it, it's kind of kind of funny because um, Ice kind of fits you because you have to be Ice in the situations and within your job you have to re- react kind of cold-blooded to these potentially fire situations like we explained before so absolutely you know kudos to you for what you do and you've done it not just in that situation you know moving the umpire's trachea but i can tell you in other situations that you haven't mentioned sure you you save people so uh, kudos to you we're gonna we're gonna move on to a segment called what which and where and if you listen to the podcast um you know i know you I'm going to mention um, a phrase, a line from a movie uh, that you know that might be uh, within your your scope of experience, and you're going to tell us where it came from. So, question, Phil, are you ready? Oh, let's do it, Fox. Okay, so here we go. Um, here's the quote. It goes like this: "Quote: This movie was shot in three B, three beers. Looks good, eh?" Where's that from? I'm going to have to go with Strange Brew. You are absolutely correct, Phil. One for one. That is Rick Moranis in the movie Strange Brew. Yeah. Strange Brew for the hockey nut. Um, Favorite scene from that movie? Oh, God. I mean, there's so many of them. I I really can't even give you one. That that whole movie's hilarious. It might might be actually that one. It might be. The movie was shot in 3B... Standing for three beers. Thank you, Rick Moranis. 
Okay, next one. All uh, right, let's on, do it. On your experience. This is baseball. Uh, the best way to catch a knuckleball is to let the ball stop rolling and pick it up. Who said that? God, I wish I knew. Uh, I truly don't know that no, one. It's, it's somebody you may or may have not met in your travels. Huh. Again, the best way to catch a knuckleball is let it stop rolling and pick it up. God, I can't think. What's that guy's name? It's the it's the broadcaster for the Brewers. I know that. It is. It is. I'm um, just trying to think of what his name is at the moment. Uh, kind of blanking on him. Three, two, one. Bob Euchre. Oh, it's got to be Bob Euchre. Yeah. You ever meet him? I did. Uh, he's a funny guy, believe it or not. I believe it. We believe it. <laughs> yeah, Can you share anything about when you met him? Uh, you know, he used to come down to the visiting clubhouse quite frequently uh, when I was with the Brewers. And uh, I was a visiting clubby in the Brewers clubhouse and uh he'd come down and even just after a game he would just be uh shooting it with some of the managing staff and uh he's a funny guy just uh he would sit there and tell stories and they'd all tell stories and you just want to just sit back and laugh because it's gonna be a funny night when that happens you know not many can say they met bob bob Uecker, but you have in your travels i have you i have. have you have um, probably one of my favorite nights with uh, with Bob and Tony Larusa, and sitting there listening to them talk baseball, and it was a funny night. That had to be absolutely amazing. Uh, there was a lot of beers going down that night. Let me tell you, <laughs> I don't I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So we'll give you what one point five out of two. All right, all one, right, I'll one point five out of two. All right. So moving on to to quote number three and what, which, and where, reflecting on your 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 time as a as. A fitness guy, a marathoner, a uh, bike cyclist, or, or runner. Uh, this goes back to episode 10, or around there, Billy Crumb. I use this quote as well. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Well, that would be a Steve Prefontaine quote right there. No question. No question. Re- yeah. Reflect on the impact that Mr. Steve Prefontaine oh, has had on you from I afar. Mean, I mean, growing up, it, it was like... Being an 800 mile runner, um, you know, you always looked at Prefontaine, and and it was pretty cool. All your all your boys and everyone was always talking about Pre and um, the movies coming out that you watch with Without Limits and and Pre itself, um, reading all the books and just he was an incredible athlete. And uh, it would have been amazing to see what he could have done in Montreal, um, given the opportunity. But you know, you, to me, it was it was the way he raced. It was the guts that he he showed. Um, much like myself, he was never the biggest, never the strongest, but he just ran with guts. Um, and to me, that just went everywhere. Running with guts and saving lives here on episode forty-six of the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Phil. Ice Lee. Phil, in the bottom half of the podcast, kind of wrapping up here, life has taken you uh, places, Canada, Alaska, uh, many, many spots in the lower 48, and you've experienced highs and lows in your journey. Sure. Uh, my question to you and, and advice for, for our listeners, what advice do you have for people who have felt like they have hit rock bottom? You know... Uh that's a tough spot. That one hits close to home because you never know when the bottom is going to be. 
where the bottom is and sometimes when you think you're at the bottom uh, unfortunately you go a little deeper um, but it's it's got to be that grind every day and, and to find that one piece of inspiration to that one person that says you know what I fuck this all I'm gonna I'm gonna come above this and I'm gonna be better than all this and you know sometimes you need those friends to lean on as well and and those good people in your life that you can just vent to for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and you know you finish up and they pick you up and help you move back on um, who have been those people for you who have I mean, been those, those, honestly, those backbones quite honestly you're one of them Fox um, um, our coaching staff here um, in Somerset has been fantastic um, I have a few friends around the league um, different trainers that that it doesn't matter what time of day it is you can pick up the phone and they, they get where you're at um, they understand it and then of course my parents um, they're, they're fantastic they're, they're the best people I could ever ask for uh, it doesn't matter if it's 3, 4, 5 in the morning I could pick up the phone and say hey mom I'm having a bad day or hey dad it's what's going on and, and they'll pick you up and, and help you through these harder times and I think it's I think it's keeping those people that truly care about you um, keeping the inspiration in your life um, I know I have my little man uh, my son and and he keeps me going every day uh, whether it be while we're on the road and just hearing him say hi daddy how was your day and and you ask him how his day is and he just tells you it's great and he doesn't have a care in the world and uh, knowing that he misses you and knowing that you're going to get home to him soon and it just makes all the all the difference in the world to, to keep you going every day um, helps with the grind helps with uh, helps with picking you up when as you said, you feel like you're you're hitting that bottom of the rock. You're you're at the bottom, and as I said, sometimes you feel like you're at the bottom, and the next day it gets even deeper. Gets even deeper. But you've got an, an authentic source. Your 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 four almost five year old son. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm. I mean, I am not a father, um, but I'm. You know, in a small sense, I am a reader, <laughs> and and. There's a, a book out there, The Power of Positive Thinking, Dr. Dr. Peel, and when he writes in that book, one of the things I wrote down when I first read it in 2008, you know, look at life from the point of view of a child. Nothing is too good to be true. And, and you have that source every single day. Absolutely. Uh, with, your, with your son. So, and it's fantastic, and he's my world, and I can't imagine a life without him. And, and, and hopefully you'll have a good many years with him, Phil. Absolutely. Good, good many years. Okay, wrapping up. Okay, we know all heroes don't wear a cape, <laughs> but if you had a chance to take a, a one-hour car ride with one of the, uh, the following three people, who would it be and why? Would it be Bob Euchre, the cast of Strange Brew, or Steve Prefontaine? You know, as much as it would scare me to get behind the wheel with him, I think I got to go with Steve Prefontaine. Um, I mean, the way that guy shows his guts. Um, I, I don't know if a lot of your listeners know, but uh, he does die pretty tragically in a car accident. Did die, yeah, yeah. Did die pretty tragically in a car accident. And uh, might be scary to get behind the wheel with him, but uh, 
you know, you got to admire someone that, that. What would be the does. first question you would ask him on that ride? You know, that's a really good question. I think uh, first thing I would probably ask him is, how do you get your body to do what it does when everything in your body is screaming at you to stop? And I, and I think we can really relate that back to everything in life. Um, when your mind is telling you to stop, when your mind is telling you to give up on something, um, how do you overcome that with your will and and show those guts to, to push on and to get further past it? Mm-hmm. The overarching question, how do, you, how do you give more when you think you have nothing left? Exactly. Boy. God rest his soul. Phil, um, uh, last question here. How, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, one, um, who would you like to hear on an upcoming podcast? And any other advice? Empty your pocket, pockets, not literally, but figuratively. Any other advice you would have for our listeners? Um, you know, the best way to get in touch with me is always email. Um, it's uh, phil underscore lee at somersetpatriots.com. Um, happy to hear and answer any questions from anyone at any time. Um, okay. An upcoming podcast? Upcoming podcast. Jeez. Who would you like to hear? Uh, Fox, you come up with some of the best people I know. Uh, you're an amazing, incredible person, and uh, I'm sure you're going to have some people with some great stories coming up. Um, Let's try and get you on here, huh? Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I think you'd probably need about a two-hour podcast that day, let me tell you. We'd, we'd do it. We, we, we'd extend the, the time. Any other advice you'd have for our listeners? You know, um, when you think you can't do something, just stay positive because you can do a lot more than you think your body's capable of doing. When, when you think you can. Phil, this has been spectacular. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Fox. Glad to be here with you. That will wrap up Episode 46 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Phil and I will talk with you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.